Welcome to the Changemaker Compass podcast, a podcast series hosted through UNA USA, a movement of Americans standing up for the United Nations. I'm your host, Dustin Liu. Within this podcast, we'll have the chance to hear from those on the ground tackling today's most pressing issues and learn about ways we can work together to build a better world. Today, we'll be talking to Rachel Bowen Pittman, Executive Director of UNA USA, about why the UN should matter to Americans across the country. So excited to have you, Rachel. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Dustin. I'm so happy to be here with you today. So happy to have you join us for this conversation. Um, So before we begin, we'll start with a check-in round. And our check-in question for today is, what was the first time you learned about the United Nations? Oh my gosh, that question. Because I can't remember. I mean, (laughs) I'm pretty sure, and I'm just totally being honest, I'm pretty sure I learned about it in high school 30-something years ago. (laughs) Um, but the first kind of like memory is when I was in high school, I moved to New York our senior year of high school. And I remember my parents taking me there for some reception. So that's like my first memory of the UN, but not so much learning about the UN. I'm sure I learned about it in in school when I was young. Um, but you know, it was probably just something in the book that I read, but really like being interested in what this place is, is the first time I actually visited the UN. What about you? Yeah, I, uh, similar, similarly, it was a visit. So we actually went for our elementary school um, class trip in third grade. And I'll never forget it because it was sort of a surprise. We just jumped on the bus and we went to the city. And I remember getting off and being introduced to the idea of the UN for the first time. And my teacher was taking us around with the tour guide. And it was this really overwhelming feeling that this is where world leaders gathered. This is where policy was created. This is where, you know, this is where conversations that change the world happen. Um, And I'll never forget our tour guide uh, made this quip at the end. He said, you know, in just a few years, your voice will be valued at this table. And I felt very offended because I was like, well, why isn't it valued now? So it just feels very round circle, uh, full circle that I have the chance to to have this conversation with you and to really honored and grateful to have this role to encourage other young people to really value their voice on the global stage. Um, So moving into our conversation, I would love to start with, what is your human bio? Who is Rachel Bowen Pittman? I always have to start with my, like the history of my life in years. So I was born in Long Island. I lived um, in New York for four years at birth, six years in Baltimore, Maryland, seven years in Memphis, Tennessee, my senior year back in New York. And then I moved to DC to go to American University undergrad. Um, But so that's like the quick lifespan. I always like to tell that story because I've moved around so much. I'm not from one place. Uh, I'm the youngest of four children. So I'm the baby in the family. And I've been married to this wonderful man for um, 21 years. And I also, for my career, most of my life, I worked as a membership director for professional membership association. So for like doctors, lawyers, engineers, these really incredible professions. Um, It was great work, but I had no connection to the work. Uh, So I've been with UNAUSA for the last five years, and that's where I feel like I've um, gotten some momentum because I'm working on issues that are more meaningful for me. Not that being, you know, a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer that's 
phenomenal work. Um, it's just I couldn't connect with it until I got to UNA. So here I am. Here you are. And I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about you know, what, what that process was or, or what really pushed you to pursue this career with UNA USA. Was there a moment? Was there a topic area that really pushed you to do so? Um, it, it's like always has been there a search of um, wanting to work on issues that deal with different cultures because that is my ultimate passion. And I was able to do that through my other jobs. I mean, I did a lot of international travel, helping to connect urologists from the US with urologists um, from Brazil and China and Japan. So I did a lot of traveling and all that was very interesting to me. But with UNA USA, there are issues that we're all supporting to have a better world. Um, and we do that by supporting the United Nations. So it was just when I saw that job announcement, I was like, that is for me. <laughs> and so originally it was for being their membership director, um, which I did, and then eventually became the executive director, had this opportunity. So it was a great fit for me having that skill set as a membership director, having that international background, um, but be able to transition it to this role um, where I'm able to connect on issues such as climate and gender equality and all the things that the UN works on. That's so fabulous to hear. And Rachel, I know through the conversations that we've had, I certainly consider you a model global citizen. So I'm wondering if you can talk about how you developed that competency or how you developed this interest in the world around you. Yeah, thanks for asking that. I think it's um, interesting because I grew up where I was always um, curious about different cultures. Uh, it started with when we lived in Baltimore, we lived in an Orthodox Jewish neighborhood. So I was very curious about my neighbors and, um, you know, wanting to just understand more about them, um, why they had stricter food habits or their religious practices. I was just curious. Um, and then when I lived in Memphis, which was a very segregated city, I participated as a teenager in something called the National Conference of Christians and Jews. And they had this camp called Anytown where they brought kids from diverse backgrounds together to spend a week together. And we learned more about racism. We learned about um, our biases. And it just gave us a platform to want to know more about each other's background. So I think my passion is more about learning about different cultures and breaking down barriers. So by the time I went to American University, that's when I got interested in global issues um, by um, majoring in international business and taking that knowledge of and, and passion for different cultures and how does that transcend to countries collaborating with one another and um, working on some of the toughest problems in our world. So that's kind of how I've transformed over the years, in addition to my work um, that I've done on um, international programs. Rachel, I'm curious if you can share a little bit more about that Anytown program, about that really formative experience that you had to start understanding those biases, these barriers to collaboration. You know, what was so powerful about that? And I'm wondering if you can zoom in on a moment that you had where you had this reckoning where it sounds like you were moved to change. 
Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, it was for a whole week and it brought kids from all over um, the area, not just Memphis, but also kind of outside of, of Memphis. So you had people that um, went to schools that were diverse, went to schools that were very, you know, uh, just blacks or just whites. And um, we came together and like I said, we, we talked about um, our, our viewpoints, like where we're coming from, how we grew up, our different perspectives on lives, why we make decisions the way we do. And the big impact of that program was one morning, the counselors, you know, we're all going to breakfast and the counselors started to separate us by race. And then they imposed rules on us, meaning that, you know, this group can go through the food line first. This group has to clean up. You're not allowed to talk to us. And as kids, you respect, you know, the authority, the counselors, um, and, but you are furious at the same time. And then, of course, eventually we revolted. And we said, no, we're not going to take this. You know, we're not going to stand up to these degrading rules that you placed on us. And of course, it was an exercise. Of course, they were trying to make us understand that, um, as the great John Lewis just says, you have to get into good trouble um, and that you can make change. You can voice your opinions. And it was a very impactful moment. Everyone was crying and upset and we, we talked about why we, um, you know, would allow this to happen and, and what made us stand up and say, we're not going to take it anymore. So it's an organization that unfortunately no longer exists. It's split into different organizations. So there are some forms of it around the United States, but it was a national organization. And it's just this experience that was amazing to go to go through as as a child as a teenager after that experience i'm curious how did that impact your affinity to global issues how did that impact your affinity to wanting to create a better world yeah so it made me one want to get people to learn about different cultures it made me want to um get to know people who are outside of my culture. So if you look at my friends today, I, we look like a little UN <laughs> because I'm just so um, wanting to engage different people and really get to know them, not just on a superficial level, but really get to know people. And I think that's the same thing when it comes to global issues is, you know, we all feel the same um, when it comes to wanting children to have a good education, wanting to people to not be hungry every day, to have shelter. You know, we all want those those um, life saving um, abilities to to just live a good life. So that just made me more interested in well, how how do they do this in this country? You know, what's their government like? how do their businesses run? All those questions, um, because I was interested in those cultures, made me want to go into international business 
um, and work with people from different countries. And talk to me a little bit about, you know, how that passion is lived out through your role today at UNA USA. What is the model of change and how does your personal story intersect with your role as the executive director? Um, I think what's so great is that we live in the United States, right? So we are uh, a mixture of different races, religions, um, sexual orientation, um, you know, rural city people. We're just, uh, we are kind of like a small version of the world, which is so fascinating. So being able to take that and then to mobilize people from the East Coast to the West Coast to be able to come together and say, these issues matter to us because they affect us locally and they affect us globally. So that's why learning for people to learn about the UN Sustainable Development Goals, um, if it's reduced inequalities to life on land, to climate action and so forth, um, it's being able to educate people about those issues because those are the issues that the UN also works on. Um, those are the issues that allows them to bring countries together to say that we can't go at this alone. Um, we need to address these problems and we need to make sure that in doing so, we also have world peace, um, that we don't have um, any more wars in the world and so forth. So, I'm able to mobilize through my work, those groups of Americans to be able to not only educate themselves, but educate their communities, mobilize people in their communities and inspire them um, to wanna to make change for the better. So it's a pretty cool job that I have. Yeah, it's a super cool job. And Rachel, I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about, you know, why is it important that Americans step up and support the work of the United Nations. Why is the work of the United Nations important? If you had to, you know, encourage someone to join as a member, what would you say? I mean, I think the U.S. involvement in the U.N. is so important. We are a major global leader that people want to follow us. But the work of the U.N. also helps us as well. I mean, look at the pandemic as an example. Um, the pandemic does not see borders, right? So we need to work together in order to solve uh, the issues of COVID-19 so that selfishly it helps Americans here, here people here in the US uh, so that we don't have those problems as well. Um, the US you know, has the capability and the means um, to engage the UN and fully support it and also to help influence. You know, we are a big influencer, influence the decisions on climate change, influence the decisions on gender equality, um, influence um, how, um, you know, influence the, to stop possible wars that could happen. Um, or to try to decease them, the ones that are that are happening right now. So I feel like it's our, our moral duty to be involved in the United Nations and to um, be able to make an impactful change, to make an impact, um, because we have the capabilities to do it. So I just 
it just makes sense. <laughs> it just makes sense to be involved. Talk to me a little bit about how, you know, folks, how you have seen folks take action locally on these global issues. Sometimes these larger global goals can feel so disconnected from our everyday lives. Rachel, is there a moment that you've had that has really inspired you about the power of the UNA-USA network? I mean, for me, it's, um, for example, when I first started, we launched the Adopt a Future campaign, which is a campaign that raised funds for schools and the UN refugee agencies um, camps and uh, Kakuma in Dadaab, Kenya. So chapters did different programs to raise funds, but they also brought about awareness, awareness about the refugee crisis. Um, and one program that I participated in was a back to school program with UNE Orlando. And we were stuffing bags with um, um, backpacks with school supplies and they invited resettled refugees in their community. And we gave them to the kids and the parents were there. And just having that moment where I got to meet you know, families that just recently resettled from Syria and to be able to give a backpack to this little itty girl, she's about five years old, didn't speak English, but she understood you know, that we were there to support them and just to look into her face and like, she's our future. And just to have that moment that we're making an impact um, and we're doing it um, through a way of supporting the UN. It was just that little moment uh, that just gave me hope and made me want to do more. And just to see our members just also doing the same and engaging people that came to this program and just saying that we're there for them. Um, this inspires me. Absolutely. And I'm curious, Rachel, this is a question that young people ask me quite a bit is, where do I start? What is the SDG that I start with? And I'm curious if you have an answer to the question, which SDG should I be working on? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, what do you connect with? And it's, it's not that you, you think one issue is better than the other, but what connects to you personally? What's something that you feel like you can do to make a difference in your community? Um, and also to be able to explain why, because storytelling is so important. Being able to connect your story to an issue that you're working on, I think makes a big difference for others to kind of understand why you're doing it and why they should join you in that cause. Um, so just figure out what's impacting your life that you want to change and connect to that and go forward. Rachel, I'm curious if you can share your story um, about an SDG that you're most passionate about and why. Um, I would say reduced inequalities, goal 10, just based on the story that I told you about growing up and um, my experience at any town and just constantly seeing the inequalities of um, that are placed on people based on their race and religion and sexual orientation and wanting to bring people together so that they can understand that we're not that different um, and we want the same thing. So that's one that is just kind of automatic. But I want to say, 
<laughs> I hate choosing one. Climate action. I'm, I am a nature lover. I love going for, for walks on trails and um, because we're, we're stuck at home these days, I, I find myself sitting on my deck looking at the trees, looking at the birds. I talk so much about birds now that my team got me a bird book for my birthday. <laughs> So just the, the, just the thought of we have to take care of this planet. I'm so interested in that and try to do my part. I'm not perfect at it, but I try to do my part and also talk to others about it. And, you know, people in my family, when I go see them, when I can see them, I do things like, are you going to recycle that? You know, <laughs> and then give a lecture. So um, I gave you two instead of one. <laughs> That's awesome. Two is better than one. And I'm curious, Rachel, why is it important for us to, you know, intervene? You talked about how you encouraged your family members when you visit to recycle. You know, what what is the importance of that? Why is that important? Why do you do that? Because people don't know better. <laughs> it's all about education. I think once people learn, um, then they'll do better. So I think being able to speak up is so important. Being able to share experience experiences is so important because you are changing the trajectory. You're changing the way people look out on life, their perspectives. You're giving them a new perspective to think about, um, which helps make change. So I think, you know, having those conversations with individuals um, explaining why a certain issue is important to them, to you, gets them to start thinking about their own lives and how they're making an impact and what they can do um, to make change. So you're kind of planting seeds in their minds. You're being kind of devilish. Curious if you can share, why is it important that young people play a role in that change? Why is it important that young people are involved in the work of the UN? Once again, because they have a different perspective than what I have, um, because obviously it's their future. Young people have um, such a great voice on how things are changing, because I think older people sometimes get stuck. And so they need a younger person to come in and to talk about that different perspective. So that voice is so important, um, you know, and you, and you think about simple things like technology. When we were setting up, I just learned about a new technology that you use. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I would have been, <laughs> I, I would we would be stuck in like using, I don't know, tape recorders if, if we don't have a young person to come and say, hey, did you, do you know about this? Or um, do you understand how this is impacting our world? And putting yourself at the table to have those discussions is so needed. I, I'm a firm believer that young adult, young leaders need adult allies. I'm a firm believer that adults play a really critical role in having youths at the table. Rachel, as a youth ally, what advice would you have for other folks who are hoping to involve and pull seats up to the table for young people? Yeah, well, first... Um, don't believe people that tell you that you need to wait and have your turn. You do not need to wait and have your turn. You have a voice now and you can use it. So feel confident, um, that you can participate 
in a discussion, you can participate in decision making um, because your experience matters and you have something to contribute. So that's the you know first thing I would say. And then second thing, which I, I just said, is to tell your story, figure out why this issue connects with you personally and tell your story because I feel you know, strongly that once someone gets to know you, they feel connected and feel kind of responsible for that relationship and will want to engage more. So tell your story. Awesome. And now, Rachel, we're going to move into the rapid fire questions. So just answer in 10 to 15 seconds, super quick, super brief, super brilliant. Um, Rachel, how would you define leadership? I think a leader is one that knows that they can't solve all the problems and are open to um, others helping them and moving forward. What do you hope to see in 2030? Major progress on the sustainable development goals. I don't want to hear about the same issues that we're having today in 2030. When you were in college, what issues were top of mind for you? Besides partying, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> um, I think just um world it's this corny world peace people getting along and understanding one another what advice do you have for youths hoping to be change makers be yourself and believe in yourself and you'll get it done what is one thing that you wish people knew about una usa that we are a passionate group of americans that want a better world what is your favorite part of your job my members they're very passionate and very engaged and want to make a difference in the world. And how can listeners get involved with UNA USA? They can go to unausa.org to join and also to take some advocacy actions. And then they can also find their local chapter uh, and get involved with like-minded individuals that um, want to make a difference in this world. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Rachel. Anything else you'd like to share? No, it was just great talking to you. And I hope to maybe one day meet your listeners in person. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Really looking forward to continuing to collaborate in the next year. Thanks, Dustin. This has been great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Changemaker Compass. If you'd like to learn more about UNA USA, find us at unausa.org. If you'd like to follow along my journey and learn when new episodes of Changemaker Compass are released, follow me at US Youth Observer on social media. If you have suggestions for the podcast, you can reach me at usyouthobserver at unausa.org. So grateful to have you part of our podcast audience. Look out for our next episode coming out soon.